This is the Four Man Rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy Vio, here with Kevin, Larry, and Will. Um, I have a couple of other of the uh, Four Man Rush uh, contributors coming on later on, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know when that happens, all right? Um, so, yeah, we're sitting at 0-2, folks. It's not quite uh, like we thought it was going to turn out. Um, granted, we lost two games by a total of less than seven points. Uh, I think that, that really, really, really adds a, more frustration to the pot, but that's okay. We're, we're going to keep pounding, all right? And we're going to give you guys the real insight on what the hell happened on Thursday and what's, what to expect on uh, on Sunday, um, even though Cam won't be playing, more than likely. Um, we do have somebody who has been um, in the fray, so to say, and, and came out with a victory in New Orleans. So um, we're going to talk about that. Well, all right, but um, first we'll start with uh, Thursday night, uh, which was atrocious, to say the least. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm not gonna spend much time on that, but I'm just gonna go ahead and get the fellas involved in this and, um, uh, break this down so you guys can get some real football insight on, on, on what the hell happened on Thursday. God almighty, that sucked. Anyway, all right, so we're gonna start with Larry and then we're gonna go to Will and then we're gonna go over to Kevin, right? And we're just gonna talk about Thursday, fellas. Um, Larry, go ahead and start us off, man. I'll go ahead and start us off, man. I want to talk about you know, what I love the most, and that's the trenches. Cam Newton is getting a whole lot of flack this week. They think he's done, he's hurt, he's inaccurate. All his passes are way beyond receivers. So you know what we do here at Four Man Rush. We go back and look at the tape. What I noticed first and foremost, after watching the full 60 minutes of football, every single throw that was way off target was not a result of bad mechanics it was not a result of Cam overthinking. These are all the assumptions that people are making. But every single one of those off throws was because my quarterback had absolutely no time to develop and throw the ball. I mean, I'll start with Darrell Williams. He had a perfect first half. I did my grades. He had one negative play in the first half. Mm. First half was all pro worthy. It was, it was, it was flawless. Second half, he just came out like a completely different player. I mean, he had, he gave up like three sacks in the second half alone, three negative plays back-to-back. It was just a horrendous outing in the second half for Darrell Williams. Then I move over to Taylor Moulton. Nobody's talking about Moulton because he had such a good year last year, but he had a lot of negative plays last Thursday. Yeah, I mean, he was just, for, for Moulton, it was either an exceptional play where you're like, wow, this guy is great. Or was a play where you just don't know what he's doing out there. You know, he he. It was either it was, there's no there's no consistency. It's either good play or bad play. Good play, good play, bad play, bad play. There was a series where he had a holding call and a false start and back to back plays. And that's just talking about the tackles. When it comes to the interior, mm. Paradis got abused all game long. Abused. Um, you, you can you can call him <laughs> you can call him be the very side chick. You know, he, he just got abused all game long. Straight abuse. Uh, Turner had some bad moments where, you know, getting thrown out of the way. I wasn't pleased with Trey Turner. He's a he's a pro bowler year in, year out. I expect better, a better play from him. Van Roden actually played the best. And he even had his struggles. Hmm. But any quarterback you talk about, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Pat Mahomes, you know, the way you defeat those guys is you bring pressure right up in their face. And Cam Newton got that all night long. Mm. I'm very displeased with the way the offensive line played. And I think that was pretty much the difference in the game. You know, you the game, like I say every week to you guys, it starts in the trenches. All week. And the offensive line didn't get it done. Yes, so sir. that's where I stand right now. Will, what's your take, bro? Yeah, I mean, I saw the same thing pretty much from the offensive line. Especially, you know, Daryl Williams, he's not a natural left tackle. You know, I never believed he was. I thought drafting Greg Little, I thought it was his job to lose, but I just think he just didn't display much during preseason to really take that job from Daryl. Then he had the concussion. 
protocol later on, so he just never was able to step in and take that spot. So I think with him coming back, you know, hopefully we can see him compete. And hopefully, I think, I'd rather go through growing pains with Greg Little than um, Daryl Williams, who we know what we have at that position already. But as far as Cam goes, it was like three minutes left, I think, in the second quarter where he tried to scramble right. Offensive line broke down, of course, but Cam kind of re-aggravated that foot injury. And then what I noticed, when you can really see it in all 22, is that he just couldn't step into his throat. He couldn't plant that left foot down. He was kind of tapping his toe and trying to hop in and hobble in a little bit. So when you look at a lot of those off-target throws later in the game, I just think that was the result of not being able to plant his foot and deliver the ball. But before that, you know, he was looking pretty sharp. He had a couple of nice throws in there. So I think, you know, Cam's health is just a concern now. I mean, and I think, you know, it's just the when you look at how the season started, you know, it's just the worst-case scenarios happening right now. I mean, you know, you don't want to start the season off with, you know, 0-2, losing two home games, and your quarterback's going to start missing time. So, you know, we dug ourselves a little hole here. But I think, you know, I like how the defense is starting to come together. I think they'll just continue to improve as we get through the season. We're going to have to lean on them a little bit until we get our quarterback, you know, up and running and healthy again. So, you know, we'll see. You know, I'm not ready to give up after two games, obviously. But, you know, we got a uphill battle to salvage the season going forward. That's true. Mr. Avery, your diagnosis, sir. Yeah, my diagnosis is pretty much going inside with everything that's already been said. Just the fact that being there was hype. I mean, the energy was was good for a Thursday night. Could have been better. It wasn't the best crowd there. You know how the fans are when, you know, we didn't win Sunday. I kind of already knew we, since we went Sunday, we weren't going to pack the house Thursday. But in any event, I, <laughs> I'm like Larry, man. I love I love the trenches, and I'm gonna talk about the us the other side for a little bit, the defensive line side. Honestly, when we get this thing clicking, it's gonna be something to really behold, fellas, because our defensive line was rearranging Tampa's line of scrimmage backwards on a consistent basis. Yeah, they running backs got some. Nice moves here and there, but we're talking about continuously throughout the game. You know, Panthers' defensive line was putting in work. We was winning some one-on-one matchups. You know, we ended up with only about three sacks and had about seven tackles for losses. So, not bad. You know, could have been better. I just think that once we... And again, I'm not really a coverage knowledgeable guy like that, but I just feel like once we're given an opportunity to go man and lock up and make things difficult for these receivers to get so freely open, I really think we're going to see the best of out of our defensive front, whether it's a 40 front, 30 front, whatever hybrid mix is going to be put together. I just really think that we, the defense is going to be ready. And, and as Tim just mentioned, it's going to have to carry the load. Uh, let me flip back to the offensive line side for a moment. Man, that 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 was just hard to watch on the All-22. I, I will rewind it. I shake my head and I rewind it again and just be like, what happened? This is not what I saw in camp. This is not what I saw. But, you know, the bullets are live now. So this ain't teammates. This is These are grown men that's trying to that's getting paid on the other side to make your life hell. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Darrell Williams just allowed – uh, what's his name from the uh, Buccaneers to have Shane Barrett to have a career day. Mm. Three sacks, eight quarterback pressures by himself. Now, mind you, I just told you we had what we had as a team. This man by himself has three sacks and eight quarterback pressures oh, man. by himself. So Jesus that should Christ. tell you a lot about how bad of a day Darrell Williams had as a unit. I trust Masco, Coach Masco, to really get us right, but something is not transferring over from the practice fields to the game. I don't know what it is. I don't know what type of adjustments are or are not being made. I'm not throwing in the towel at 0-2. Hell no. I waited eight months for this to happen, and I'd be damned if I just throw up a white flag because didn't get to start. You know, it ain't how you start. It's how you finish. Personally, I'm a guy that believes – you know, strong face, strong finish. So I'm definitely riding out with this team. 
But this uh, this chance to go on the road at Arizona, get away from Charlotte, get away from all all the noise, all the criticism, all the disappointment, and just focus on this game. Even without Cam, which I don't think he's going to play, I, I see us having an opportunity to uh, to get right. But definitely against the Bucks, yo, we're gonna check them in London. That's how I feel. Yeah, you know, you look at that offense, man. Like the um, a lot. I know Norv Turner got a lot of criticism for this game, and I just don't understand it. You know, because why is Cam throwing fifty-one times when you watch how Tampa Bay was defending us? I mean, they were loading the box, you know, putting eight guys in the box, playing man press coverage on the outside. So Norv was trying to give our young receivers that we've been excited about and hyping up all offseason a chance to go out there and make plays. But right. if your quarterback doesn't have enough time to get the ball deep and then, you know, midway through the second quarter, now he's hurt his foot and can't step into his throws to deliver those passes, we can't beat that press coverage that the Bucks were throwing at us. So I just think it's a result. The 51 passes was just a result of Norv trying to get them off of us and let Curtis Samuel. I mean, Curtis Samuel really should have had 200-plus yards this game. He was he consistently beating his man, getting was, open, man. getting behind. That first ball should have been a touchdown, actually. So, he had to turn around and catch I it, mean, man. Yeah. yeah. So I just think, you know, I you know, I just think, you know, we just missed. I, I hate to say, you know, sound like Ron Rivera, but there's so many <laughs> what happened, Will? missed opportunities, you know, missed <laughs> opportunities. You know, it's, you know, we had so many chances to really attack that defense and make, explosive plays but you know we need you need that offensive line you know and especially with north turner's offense he puts a lot of strain on the tackles so i mean it's just something that we got to keep looking out for we're going to get better play from our tackles going forward we got to um and you know to add to kevin's point you know we had all this to say about darrell williams all of that stuff happened in the second half like he looked like a completely different player from the first half to the second half those eight pressures those three sacks, all that stuff happened second half. He was flawless almost mm. in the first half. Like, what happened besides the rain delay? What happened in the locker room for Dow Williams to be one player in the first half and come out and be a completely different player in the second half? To me, that just screams that, you know, guys aren't making the right adjustments. You know, the, the best football teams, they make halftime adjustments, and the greatest football teams make play-to-play adjustments. And Darrell didn't come out and make he didn't, he wasn't the same player in the second half at all. So you know, I know we had a, a preseason where there were injuries that guys are coming back from. We rarely had time to 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 develop that cohesiveness that the awesome the offensive line needs to have. And I'm just going to leave, I'm going to leave that as the problem. We just don't have the cohesiveness. We don't have the the continuity. We don't have the the chemistry on the offensive line yet. Yeah. And you just want to hope that we develop it. Because that's the only way that's going to save this season. We got to have that that chemistry on the offensive line, and I just don't see it. Some guys are playing nasty. Some guys are playing passive. You just can't have that. Everybody's got to be on the same accord. They got to be on the same page, and we just don't have that. So even, even the win at Arizona, guys got to be on the same page. Those five guys, whoever it is, however, whatever rotation it is, Guys got to be on the same exact page, and we just don't have that yet. And we didn't have the opportunity in the offseason to develop that. Yeah. But I noticed Yo, something that stood out to me is, like, Vita Vea was working paradise on the interior. So you got Greg Van Roten. Is he going to help on Vita Vea, or is he going to help Daryl with a Shaq Barrett? And, you know, to me, Vita's much more of a threat to me. I think I would hope my starting left tackle would be able to handle Shaquille Barrett. Nothing against Barrett. Personally, yeah. he's a solid player, but I don't think, He's just such a dominant edge that we can't leave our tackle in one-on-one situations against him. So mm-hmm. just the fact that he was able to get, what, eight pressures and three sacks working in those one-on-one situations, that just tells me we just need a change at that left tackle position. I mean, we're, we're going to have guys on the interior, the Grady Jarrett-type players that, you know, Van Roten's going to have to help parodies with these guys. He can't handle them on his own. So, you know, left tackle's got to be a big boy and handle these one-on-one matchups with these edge players. What are y'all answering? Whoever, I, tell I got, me why this man was <laughs> in the first half, but terrible in the second. Just tell me. I don't know if he got beside himself or or what, but it just—I mean, I didn't see nothing scheme-wise that Tampa Bay did differently. Well, I would say, you know, you. go ahead, Tim. I, I, well, I, to be honest with you, from what I seen, I, I didn't watch all twenty-two. I was just, just, I just, just watching the game, especially in the second half. It seems to me that he that he hit a wall. 
right? He ran out of gas in some way, shape, or form. He just ran out of gas. It seemed like his torso was always leaned over the whole time. Like, he, he couldn't get his arms or his hands on Barrett at all, right? And when he did, he just got tossed to the side, man. He could he could not maintain contact for sh for, for anything, excuse me. It, it, that's what it seemed like to me. He just hit a wall, dude, and he never recovered, right? And then you're on it, the right track. You know, that's what it is. You know, his feet stopped moving yeah. upon contact, so he gets beat with that speed rush around the corner. And I think if I would have one criticism of Darrell Williams from what I watched from him, it's his feet. So that's, you know, I think that's what kind of – I know Greg Little's kind of underdeveloped now, but I think he has he got better footwork. the lengths to be more effective at that position. So yeah. if Daryl's going to struggle like this, you know, I'm, I just let me go through growing pains with my rookie and let him get development and my go word. through the fire. and Let's see what we got in him, the guy right. we traded up for that should be, that we were hoping would be that starter this year. Right, right. Let's do something, man. So I know one thing, one good, one good bit of news, a couple, couple things actually. That hokey bird, our kicker, he was putting in work, and that that was a good thing to see. And oh man, oh Luke balled the hell out. Luke Luke balled his butt off. Thank God. Um, and Shaq had a decent game too. Um, so who, which one of you guys want to talk about? Um, Djax getting getting burned on that. Um. On that that that, <laughs> that that outside in route, the, that basically it's almost, it's almost like a skinny post bang eight kind of thing. Um, it, was it was a footwork? So he just didn't get his hips around right. What 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 happened on that situation? It was a couple of them. The first one, it's just footwork with um, defending those bang eight routes, playing that outside leverage. The second one, it looked like he tried. He got aggressive. He tried to come underneath and make a play on the ball, but he misjudged a little bit. Mm. I mean, the Rams were hitting them with those bang apes as well. So, yeah. I mean, they're going to keep attacking them with that over and over again going forward. So, we just got to learn how to better cover those things. Now, watching it live, I had some complaints that I wish we let them play more press. But, you know, the film don't lie. I watched all 22, and Dante was in man coverage a lot, actually, more than I expected. Mm. And on that first play of the game, you know, he was in press coverage. And Godwin was able to turn him around on that out route. And they were able to beat him for 22 yards early on. So mm. I just think Dante needs to just become more disciplined with his footwork. I think guy running a 4-3 comes from DBU. You know, we saw a little bit of, you know, how he acts on mm -hmm. the um, all-or-nothing series. Yeah. I just think he's a guy that's he's, – he's always been the fastest and quickest guy on the field. Now that he's going against guys that can match him athletically, you know, he's he's got to focus more on technique now. Yes. And I think that's what he's failing to grasp right now. Yes, well said. Yeah, oh, guys, ladies, whatever, you guys listen to this podcast. If you have children that are just dominating at the at the Pop Warner level, whatever, going into high school, make sure. Now, I know it's going to be hard to do, but try. Just just try your darnest. You'll, you'll save your headache down the road. Make sure that they work with somebody who is who's who has a really really solid skill set when it comes to techniques. Because they won't hit this wall, hopefully. If they do make the pros, and I hope they do. <laughs> if they do make it to the pros, they're not going to hit this wall when they, when, when they come into contact with other cats that can play. Because when it gets to the league, it's almost an even playing field. It's all about technique and, and pretty much a, a, a disciplined aspect of, of going in there and with like uh, what they say, a hard hat in, 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 your, in your lunch pail and going to work, man. It's a whole totally different, totally different skill set. So make sure you're working – technique with these kids man come on people come on yeah, another thing about uh oh, you can go ahead go ahead larry dante jackson was my favorite pick in the draft a couple of years ago yeah. you know he's one of my favorite players on the team and it's very disappointing for me because i expect him to play at an elite level and the fact that it's not talent it's not will none of that it's just the fact that he's not focused mm. i mean that really, really, really bothers me because he has the talent to be even a second-round pick. He has the talent to be the best corner in the league. Yeah. And you saw on All or Nothing, guys are trying to help him, and he's not receptive mm. to criticism at all. Like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a problem going forward. Like, I, I'm, I've been disgusted with his play because I watched the Ram game the Rams game, and they ran the same route on him multiple times. Yeah. 
And then the, the Bucks did what we did. They went home and sat down and watched some damn film. <laughs> and they picked on him with the same exact route. He gave up a touchdown on the same exact route. It's just unacceptable to me. And on- I just hope Dante listens to this podcast like, bro, step it up. For real, bro. For real. Focus on your craft. Focus on the details. Own in on your craft. It's, it's not hard. It's done, I got three kids. I go to school. I still sit down and watch Panther film, and I'm not getting paid for it. You're getting paid to do what you're supposed to do. Tell him. This man. is all a fact that he's not watching film. I'm not gonna say he's not watching film, but he's not trying to. He's not trying to fix his flaws. No, man. And I have a problem with that. It, it bothers me. I just want him to know that, man. It's really bothering me that he getting beat on stuff that's fixable. And on top of that, Larry. That that touchdown, did he? Did Larry go? Larry. He fell off on that. Right, but to to, to uh, he, he he was that mad that that it, <laughs> he had to cool off for a minute. <laughs> but hey, guys, if you remember Atlanta first game last year, what was it that they ran in the red zone on D-Jack that caught his ass for that touchdown? Slant route, slant skinny post slant route. The same freaking move on yep, the same on the same side of the yep. field. <laughs> on the same side of the field too, bro. I mean, it is frustrating. Larry's right, bro. It is hella frustrating. What, Go ahead, Kevin. I'm and sorry. while we call, I mean, while we're calling out secondaries, let's let's do our due diligence, fellas. I mean, he wasn't only one having some struggles because get him. You know, Javion Elliott. You know, the one that that was you know, I guess you would call a training camp star when he came in and was picking everything off. I I saw him looking. Lost and confused out there. Again, I don't know if it's the struggle from, you know, trying to fit into the zone scheme concepts, but, you know, he, you know, he had some bad plays that, that gave us some costly first downs. Let's talk about Eric Reed. I mean, hey, that's our guy. And, you know, we all support Eric Reed, you know, both on and off the field for what that counts. But on the field, bruh, you. Mm. You know, Dan, you know, Dan, what Jay-Z doing, you know what I'm saying, bro? I need you to reintroduce yourself on the field. You know, you're someone with Pro Bowl caliber talent, you know, and I need to see you lower the boom legally. Let me get that in there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> lower the boom and, and and make plays on the ball. And, I, and I've yet to see a, a signature, you know, Eric Reed performance yet. You know, he hasn't stunk it up, but he hasn't, you know, he hasn't, brought that full capability that we know he's capable of. He had a full off season. Mm-hmm. You know, he moved his family here to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. You know, he worked out. He was able to really fully digest the playbook. You know, he didn't play well. And my God, you know, Trey Boston, yeah, he's fast and he takes angles, but Lord of mercy, he uh, he's hit or miss still. Look like these angles are still something that, boy, hey, man, if that's the last line of defense, all I'm going to say is oh, we got our Hail Marys and our Our Fathers, boy, because – you know, the other guys in our group, our contributors, you know, Vince and uh, Jadarius, boy, they were heated. <laughs> you true. know what I'm saying? So, that's true. hey, you know, there's, you know, the entire secondary can definitely use some proving up because with what's what we about to face Sunday with his 10 personnel. Oh, oh, yeah. What what happened Thursday night cannot be what's what's on the field. So, you know, I just want to make sure that's known that uh, DJAP wasn't the only one that struggled within our secondary Thursday night. Right. You know, with all this talk about the defense, though, I mean, what, we gave up uh, 20 points. They got stops. You know, they got a safety and made plays when yeah. they needed it to. So, yeah. I mean, I think the defense has overall played well. You know, we're finding individual plays that stood out where, you know, they messed up like that long touchdown one. I thought that was a poor effort by a lot of people. You know, Trey mm-hmm. Boston just come in diving for nothing. You see them dreads flying all over the place, <laughs> not hit, not getting a body on anybody. Tackling grass. So, I mean, I just think, you know, it's just these are isolated plays that we're talking about. I think overall the units played pretty decent. Mm. And I just think um, once it gels together, I think it'll be a pretty solid unit that we put out there on the field. I mean, I think, you know, we get back to, you know, we haven't even mentioned what Brian Burns. You know, I really like what I've seen from him wow. and Marquise Haynes yeah. as well. Yeah. I think these young edge players are, you know, put, making a stand, playing very well yeah. early on this year. So I think there's a lot of. Good things. I think Shaq's finally looking like the Shaq we expected. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 
um, come into his own. I think he's been the second best player on the defense behind Luke so far. I agree. This year. So, you know, we'll see, man. I mean, plus, as far as the safety goes, think about, you know, we're talking about these bang eights, those skinny post routes. You know, with Dante playing outside leverage like that, he's expecting some help on that inside. Where's the safety been on those skinny posts? Mm. So, you just need a collective effort from everybody to help make this defense better. Definitely. And real quick. Well, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, and real quick, just a couple of stats. Luke Keekley, 17 tackles, uh, two and a half tackles for loss. Shaq Thompson, eight tackles, one tackle for loss. I mean, you know, we was just talking about, you know, the linebacker play. A lot of people were, you know, wondering how Shaq would do. Well, you know, this is back-to-back games. Shaq Thompson, when playing just strictly at linebacker, is putting work and making uh, making impact plays. So, mm-hmm. I, uh, I I I think that the best is yet to come from this from this duo. Now it's important to focus on the positive, and I'm with y'all 100 percent because the defense has played better than they did last year. If you if you look at it as a whole, but I'm not going to take it off for Luke Eagle either because he dropped the, he dropped the interception that was his. I don't know if everybody remember that, but. Yeah. Yeah, he had both hands he on that thing. Both hands on the ball. That was a that was a turnover that he didn't come up with. So we can't put all the blame on the offense. Those big impact plays that we need that we had in fifteen, where the defense was actually scoring points too. You still need that from them. And you know, Luke did come up short on the interception, but I watched the young guys closely, closely last game. I spent the whole hour just watching the edges. I got to watch. Burns, I got to watch Haynes, I got to watch Miller, I got to watch Obata, and I got to watch Addison, who's been here for a while. But you would think Addison had the best game, but honestly, he didn't. He didn't have a bad game. He had a lot of positive plays. But, you know, we got a lot of value out of that pick in the first round with, with, with Brian Burns. He had an exceptional game. He had a few negative plays, but that's just him learning how to play in the NFL, you know, gap control and stuff like that. But he was consistently a nuisance for the quarterback. When Miller got his limited reps, he had the less reps out of all. He had the least reps out of all the young guys, but he made the most of them. You know, he got a couple of couple, uh, couple of quarterback pressures. Uh, Obata is learning a new position. You know, sometimes he, he has to kick in and play the third, uh, the three technique. He does that pretty well for a guy that never had to do it before. He's he's doing it pretty well, and Haynes has stepped up incredibly. Just like Will said, these young guys. If you got to look for any bright spot on the defense, it comes down to these young guys because they're all playing very, very well. When Bruce Irvin gets back, of course, mm. he's going to get his fair share of reps. But listen, these these young guys are challenging him. They really are. I want to see Burns on the field as much as possible because he's shown that he's capable. Him and Haynes alone have improved drastically in the run game. They're not getting blown off the ball. They're holding their gap responsibility. They're actually strong at the point of attack. And these guys only weigh, what, 250, 260? Mm-hmm. They don't weigh a whole lot. And they really, really, really are doing a good job of being strong at the point of attack. So I give a lot of credit to these young guys, man. I just hope they keep getting better. The defense as a whole, you know, we got a couple of lapses. We talked about Dante, but as a whole, the potential is through the roof. This yeah. this can be a top five defense when it's all said and done. And one thing, Larry, you know, one of your favorites, Don Terry Poe, hey, we gave him hell for not playing. He came to play Thursday night. You know, I know defense lineman stats don't tell the whole story. They just got him down for two tackles, one sack, and a tackle for loss. But uh, he was definitely disrupting the middle of the Tampa Bay offensive line. So if we can give him hell when he ain't well, you know, we got to sing on praises, you know, when he do right. And, you know, I, so far this year, and I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of Don Terry Poe now that he's back playing that natural nose tackle position for us. So he really uh, he really stood out to me. Um, so definitely want to make sure we gave him props so people know that Poe came ready to play. I agree with you 100%. Those interior guys all around, you know, KK had a really good game. But he was almost the weakest link, and he had a good game. McCoy and Burns are the first guys off the snap in pretty much every single play you watched. McCoy was extremely disruptive, and so was Poe. And then KK, KK did his thing as well. So I agree with you, man. Poe, 
Poe is the guy that we signed. Like he he's playing like the guy that we signed initially. We expected him to have last year. He's showing us that this year. So I, I'm all, I'm completely appreciative of the interior rush. Completely, I think those guys are doing a, an, an outstanding job. Out to be honest with you, I just wanted to continue. Like how long can we make this job? I need them to hold themselves up to a certain standard long enough so we can put all this together, all of it together, so we can be a dominant defense. Well, we'll have our opportunity on Sunday when we go to uh, good old Arizona and run up against them daggum Cardinals. Um, This is not going to be an easy task. Um, Even though they have a uh, a rookie quarterback, if you you folks haven't haven't done your homework on Mr. Murray, you better look at that kid. He is special. That arm, it's hard to believe it comes out of that little dude, man. He, man, that ball comes out with some, with some, with some seriousness. It's crazy. Um, of course, Fitzgerald is still, still a part of the team, and you know, um, so obviously, let's let's talk about the Cardinals and uh, what we need to do uh, to to make this make sure we we bring a W back to Charlotte um, after we leave Arizona. Um, Will, let's let's start with you, and then we we'll go to. Uh, 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 Larry and then Kevin. Well, just some background. You know, the Cardinals drafted a quarterback in the first round last year, Josh Rosen. But then Steve Wilkes, former, our former defensive coordinator, was their head coach. They had a bad year. You know, Rosen just wasn't um, productive for them. They had offensive line problems. I don't think it was all his fault. And I still think he's a decent quarterback, decent young quarterback that'll have a bright future. But, you know, Wilkes didn't last but a year. So they throw Wilkes out and they follow the Rams path and hire this young guy, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, you know, he was part of that air raid system. So Kingsbury wants to go out and get a quarterback that can better run his system. He ships Rosen to Miami and he drafts Kyler Murray with the number one overall pick because Kyler Murray has experience in that system. So the air raid system, something you'll see in the big 12, Oklahoma runs it. Um, West Virginia ran it. Will Greer's part of a product of that system. And Texas Tech's run it for a lot of years. Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs quarterbacks, come out of that system. So Kyler, but all these guys are part of that same system, you know, same family of coaches, same, you know, group of quarterbacks. They all come from that, call it a family tree, let's say. So what we're going to see, we're going to see a spread offense with the Cardinals. They're going to want a lot of 10 personnel, one back, no tight ends. I think in week one, now they were playing from behind, so it's kind of inflated. But they ran 10 personnel more than any other team in the league, and it wasn't even close. So we're looking at a team that's trying to revolutionize offense in this league, so to speak. You know, bring that college offense to the NFL. So it's going to have to, we're going to have to be creative on defense to defend these guys. You know, they're going to spread us out. Uh, We can't, we got to mix up our coverages. You know, if we play man every play, they're going to be doing those mesh concepts where they like to run crossing routes, pick guys off, and free guys open that way. Um, they got a lot nice core of weapons. Christian Kirk's a nice, fast guy, you know, quick, can make plays after the catch. We know Demir Bird's going to have that 4-3 speed, so we're going to have to match up. And I think, you know, if you watch the Rams game, a bit of training camp in the preseason, Ron's been installing some new packages like that 3-2-6 um, dime package. He calls it the bolt package probably because he took it from the Chargers. So that's something we might want to look out for. I think they probably installed it specifically knowing this game was on their schedule in week three. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, I'm excited about it. I think I want to see how Ron adjusts to this offense that the Cardinals are going to throw at us. I know for a fact they're going to throw some empty backfield at us. They're going to have the single back, four receivers wide, no tight ends. If I can ask anything of my head coach, like I don't want to fire Ron Rivera. I'm not on that boat yet. I want I want to see him do what he did in, did in 2013. Save your job. And it's a shame that we're just regular fans that tend to watch a little bit of film. We know what needs to happen. Bring five. You know, they're they going to have five offensive linemen trying to block. Bring your five. Give my guys one-on-one matchups. I trust every single guy on that line, whether it's Burns, Addison, McCoy, KK, or Poe. You give those guys one-on-one matchups, somebody is going to win. Somebody going to win their matchup and put some heat on the quarterback. And that's all I'm asking. Change it up a little bit. Be aggressive. Send the blitz. Shaq Thompson is one of the best linebackers at rushing the passer. 
play to his strengths. He loves getting at the quarterback. Send the heat. That's all I'm asking for this week, man. I need Ron to send the heat. I need him to mix it up. I need him to allow Bradbury and and Dante to play press, play to their strengths. We got guys with a lot of talent on our defense. Just play to their strengths. And when it tells us their strengths are letting our corners play press and letting our linebackers and edges and DTs get after it. And that's what I expect this weekend. I need to see the front get after the quarterback. We shouldn't just have three sacks. You know, that's a good game for anybody else. But I expect this defensive line to have 70 sacks this year. I said that two episodes ago. The only way that's going to happen is if Ron gets aggressive with his play calling and lets guys get after it. And that's what I'm expecting this weekend. Amen, man. Kevin? Yeah, for me, I'm I'm looking at opportunity for our team to get right on both sides of the balls. I'm, Larry, what you just said, I was over here just having like – I about caught the football Holy Ghost because <laughs> I was feeling everything that you said. Put the riverboat in the desert. We need to come with it. I give up a few, a couple of 20-yard plays if I'm seeing Murray on his back literally every other play. I'll take that. <laughs> you know, physics eventually win. He's going to get tired of getting picked, come up, picked up off that ground. Yeah. I'm, I just, yeah. just want to see it. You know, but the opportunities that I'm looking at here, just looking over some of the numbers, Arizona Cardinals, they're – 31st in defense uh, as far as yardage go. They're giving up an average of 458 yards a game. Our offense, which has only scored 27 against the Rams and 14 against the Bucks, this is the perfect opportunity. Cam's not playing, even with Kyle Allen. Let's, let, let me just go ahead and put it out. Even with Kyle Allen, yeah. I still expect this offense to put up over 400 yards yeah. come – um, come this game. I'm not lessening my expectations, but so much. I want what Tampa did. I want Arizona to take that same blueprint that Tampa did with us. You, you, you going to single up with one deep safety. Our receivers on our side. All right, bet. I'll take that with Kyle, with Kyle Allen playing. As we know, the key is going to be that offensive line. If you want to put everybody focused on McCaffrey, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody eat. I guarantee you Kyle Allen is not going to have no 26 incompletions like we saw with the injured Cam Newton. And that's not a knock on Cam, so I don't want nobody saying, no. man, why are you talking about Cam? Are you talking about Cam's incompletions? No, I'm just saying <laughs> with a quarterback that can plant his foot, read defenses, and deliver that ball in the right spot, I see us carving up this defense better than a Christmas, t- better than a Christmas ham. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward offensively for us to really – have a a a very steady day. I'm, I'm I'm looking at over 400 yards of offense opportunity here. I see Cal Allen possibly having a three touchdown day. This is not me just being a homer. This is looking at what little bit of you know insight I see with the Cardinals. I mean, it's it's there on the plate. So if we combine that type of offense with with Larry's desire for defense, we're bringing the heat. Ain't no way in the world we should leave with a 35-7 win coming back to Charlotte, you know, this uh this Sunday, this Sunday evening. So the opportunity is there to get right. It's just a matter of if we're gonna take advantage of it. I think we will. I'm feeling like these 10 days off with with Mr. Tepper presence, making sure that we trend in the right direction, because Rivera, you don't want to go on three. Oh, no. I promise hey, Kev, you. Don't don't even don't sugarcoat hey, hey, Kev, don't even sugarcoat that. Real talk. Don't even sugarcoat it. For real. Real talk. Real talk. 0 oh, 3 with this talent? Go ahead and play games. Go ahead and play yeah. games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fox, Fox trot with it if you want to. I'm going to leave it at that. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But seriously, though, but yeah, if, yeah, bring the heat. And 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 I hope to God they, they, they load up the box and one on one us on the outside. Damn I want to see that. This is a copycat league. Yeah, go ahead, Arizona. Please, I'm asking you. Anybody that knows the Cardinals, tell them to do the same thing Tampa Bay did. I want to see that this coming Sunday. I dare you. I double dare you. 
And on top of that, CMC is hungry, bro. He's he's still pissed off about that last play where he he, he possibly could have scored, and he, you know, obviously he didn't. But a mad Christian McCaffrey is a dangerous Christian McCaffrey, folks. I put money on it. I put money on it. He going he going to show his ass against Arizona. He only has 16 carries and is averaging like 2.7 yards a carry against Tampa because they were loading that box. But we weren't we weren't shredding that shredding that defense like like Kyle has a capability is doing. So uh, hey Tim, I, I want to hear Will speak, but I want to add to your point if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Levante David actually spoke about Christian McCaffrey on live TV not too long ago. And he said it's important for other players around the league not to underestimate the strength that Christian McCaffrey has. Mm. They said he's way stronger than he looks, and he runs through tackles. Yes. They said that he has a skill set to well, – this is Levante Davis speaking, mm. an all-pro linebacker. Mm. He said he has a skill set to be the best running back in the league for the next five, six, seven years. He said he didn't know until he played him that – Christian McCaffrey is a lot stronger than where he looks. I just want people to get that because the knock on him is he can't run between the tackles. <laughs> they say he runs through contact on a regular basis, whether it's early in the game, late in the game. He runs through contact well, and he has the explosiveness to run away from you. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to put that out there. That's I, I just wanted sure. some of those haters that Christian has. Still got There's it. nothing to hate him. Embrace the guy. When Cam is gone, who do you think the face of your franchise is? Christian, it's Christian mother McCaffrey, my dog. McCaffrey. It's Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> That's all. I, just, I just want the fan base to embrace that. Christian McCaffrey is the future face of this franchise. Accept it and move on. Right on. Right on. Go ahead. Not, bad for, a, not bad for a slot receiver, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Man. Exactly. Oh, cat's killing me, boy. I tell you. Oh man, put him in a slot. Let's just just pick up. Let's pick up Le'Veon Bell. You know, let's just just do that. Man, shut the f- up, please. Anyway, go ahead, Will. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, just one thing I noticed from watching the Baltimore Ravens game is how involved their tight ends were. You know, Mark Andrews had over 100 yards receiving. So I think the Cardinals with Kyle Allen playing, I expect them to come out, try to confuse him, make him go through his progressions. You know, fit the ball in the tight windows in there play zone the same way they defended the Baltimore Ravens that style. So I can see that, you know, trying to fluster the young quarterback in that regard. You know, they got a pair of good edge rushers, Chandler Jones and Terrell Suggs, the two guys to look out for. I really like their corner, uh, Byron Murphy, is a guy who we actually had a visit with in the pre-draft process. Mm. You know, I think they're missing Patrick Peterson. He's going to be out with suspension. So mm. they got some talent on that defense. It's just, you know, I think with the – way they play offense at that high pace. You know, the defense is just on the field so much that they're going to get worn down. So I think it's going to be an opportunity to just pound it down their throats and establish that running game with that defense being on the field so long. So on our end, we got to force three and outs. We got to get to the quarterback, you know, force them to three and out and punt and keep their defense on the field and dominate that time of possession. I think if we can do that, we can wear them out and have a good day on offense. This is this is ours for the win, folks. This is ours for the win. <sighs> oh, and two, it, it, it could be worse. You know, we could have been, we could have got blown out week one and, you know, got blown out again week two and lost a couple of players. But, you know, all in all, we're, we're, we're decently healthy for the most part um, going into week three. And, you know, that, that mini buy helped some players out. And, you know, um, I'm not, I hate to put that on Cam, man. But, you know, may, this might be a blessing in disguise for him. Um, maybe he just needs to get fully, fully healthy. Um, cause you know, he, he's been working on his throwing. Um, and that's, that's, that's pretty evident as we talked about earlier when he had a decent pocket, he was dropping some dimes folks. That one, I remember that one he put to Olsen. I, I think a year ago, if he would, that, that same play Cam's throwing that bad boy high and Olsen's trying to, trying to grab it with his fingertips instead. That ball came down right right behind the linebacker's head, right? Right right behind the linebacker, right in the Olsen's hands. Like, he didn't even have to put his hands up. Like, it came right down to his hip. I mean, it, it was a pretty ball, you know? And Cam could get 
more throws like that. Um, when, when he gets his timing down, when he gets healthy, um, and obviously when this offensive line starts clicking, um, that that Tampa Bay Bucks line was just <laughs> God, money. man. You know, I think with as far as Cam goes, you know, I hope he gets better and all, but. It's about time we see what we got with Ron Rivera and Marty Herney. Because I'm going to say it right now. Cam Newton, for all these years, has masked deficiencies in the way this team was built. He's masked coaching flaws. He's masked flaws in the play calling with Mike Shula for all these years. Speak on He's masked flaws on the defense. Speak on And, you know, I remember games in 2015, our coaching staff just blew it. And Cam just had to come back and put the team on his shoulders. He had mm. games where he had. 300 yards passing, 100 yards rushing, and five touchdowns, putting mm -hmm. up Madden-type numbers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like he's making these guys look better at their jobs than what they really are. So I think with Cam out now, this is going to give Tepper an opportunity. What kind of team did Marty Herney build? Did he build a balanced team that can keep the ship going despite losing a piece of it, no matter how big that piece is? And can Ron Rivera and North Turner adjust their coaching strategy to win games despite losing an all-world, you know, once-in-a-lifetime, athletically gifted quarterback like mm -hmm. Cam Newton? Mm -hmm. So I think it's a golden opportunity to see, you know, how well is this team built and how good is this coaching staff? You know, let's put them to the test now. We know what Cam can do. Let's let's see what Herney and Ron can do. Well, folks, um, it's not much more we can say about this other than uh, stay tuned. I think we're just getting started, to be honest with you. I think we're just getting started. You know, this this uh this cat pack has an opportunity to shine. Um, we just gotta get the ball to him. DJ's still a problem. Kurt Kurt's about to have a breakout game. It, it's it's coming. It's coming. Um, I don't think we'll be 0 2 much longer. I really don't see us being 0 3, but you know. Stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. Me personally, I just want to thank our fans for riding through us, riding through with us during the offseason, during training camp, during preseason, helping steadily push the four-man rush into new levels. Uh, we wanted to let you know that we don't take advantage of the comments, the likes, the debates, the disagreements. We take it all in stride, and we appreciate you not only listening to the four-man rush, but also telling other Panther fans and even football fans about the four-man rush. So I definitely want to say from the bottom heart of each and every one of us here at the four-man rush, we want to thank you guys and, you know, keep supporting us. Check us out on the website, the4manrush.com and check us out on all of our social media, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Podbeam. I mean, you know, get it all. You know, we, we want you to enjoy this ride with us because we're going to make it worth your time. Our, our goal is to be the number one source for accurate, detailed, logical Panther news. So thank you for sticking with us. I think Will hit it on the head, man. You know, pressure's on the coaching staff. You're either going to get it done or you're out of here. It's very, very important that Ron Rivera and Marty Herney do what they're supposed to do. You know, other we see it all the time. If you think back a few years ago, Tom Brady was the heart and soul of the Patriots. But what did he do? He tore his ACL. Matt Castle had to come in and win them some football games. I don't care if it's Kyle Allen, Will Gray, or whoever. If Cam got a missed time, we should still be able to win football games. Will, Will has said this multiple times. This is the most talented roster Ron Rivera has ever had. Yeah. Ever had. Facts. So put it together. We can't we can't let our quarterback going down just be like, oh, it's over with. Let's blow it up. Let's go get a new quarterback. Let's go get a new coach. No. We only 0 and 2. The last time we went 0 and 2, we went 12 and 4. Won our division. You know what I'm saying? So this is important, man. I know this is like a playoff game to us. Even though it's Arizona, this is a playoff game to us. This is a must-win game. This is going to decide how many fans will be in the seats for the rest of the year. We, we got to win this game, and if we do the things that we've observed that we that we want to see happen, if we do those things the correct way, we're going to win this game. And, well, you guys haven't noticed it, but 
Will in the chat has been saying every day, I just want to get to one and two. Yeah, that's it. Let us get to one and two. Let us get to one and two. Let us get to one and two. He just focused on what's in front of him. And that's what's in front of us. And that's what I I, I got to see that. I got to see us still have a hold, like have a hold on a winning culture. We've established a winning culture here in Carolina. But for a lot of fans, it seems like we're losing it. Let's just, let's, let's, let's sustain, let's sustain that. Let's just make sure we still have a winning culture. And that starts by winning in Arizona on Sunday at four o'clock, which is pretty much a primetime game. Yeah. It's only two teams played at four o'clock Eastern time, man. We one of them. So let's take advantage of it. All right. So Panther fans, football fans, thanks again for checking out the Man Rush podcast. Um, I'm your host, Timmy VO, with Larry, Kevin, and Will. Unfortunately, Monty and some of the other fellows weren't able to join us, but we'll catch up on it next time. Hopefully, we'll be one and two when we can talk about what the Panthers did to smack, smack the Cardinals in the mouth or in the beak, how you want to look at it. Um, as Kevin mentioned, check out check out our uh, website at the, uh, the number four, manrush.com. Um, you can also check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and of course our podcast can be, can be enjoyed where they're listening on Podbean, listen to it on Facebook, listen to it on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. Wherever you go, you can get a hold of the four man rush and catch up with Carolina Panther news daily. Right on. Again, thanks so much for listening to the four man rush. We will catch you next time. Have a great day, great morning, great afternoon, great evening, and as always, keep pounding. She love it, we out in public and we can just chill with my partners and we can go back to my crib and just chill out the covers and do we come in and you love us. The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Men Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Men Rush exclusively. Thank you.